Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Minivan Men podcast. I am Al Madrigal, sitting with the very funny Chris Spencer, and as always, Maz Jabrani. Uh, we have a guest today, uh, and we're very lucky to have him. Ladies and gentlemen, Bill Burr is with yeah. us. Uh, Why are we this course. lucky? What's Hello. <laughs> Why are we this lucky? I thought it would be good because I know a lot of people are listening to the podcast that are, you know, just sort of come to us from the comedy side without kids. And I know, Bill, just from, you know, our relationship and being friends that you are on the cusp of potentially entering into not that we don't not, none of us own minivans by the way is he gonna he's gonna propose on this show yeah on is that this what we're show doing? he's gonna, oh yeah yeah, yeah. 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 during halftime <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah perfect <laughs> no, put me up on the big screen <laughs> I'm just saying you are honey listen to episode 8 of minivan men there's something special in there for you that's the worst way to propose ever it really it is, is cheesy fun. yeah <laughs> Oh, halftime? Yeah, it's just that's horrible. Just, I and have then no this idea. Would be less. You went to Ticketmaster. That's how you basically proposed. Exactly. It is. The <laughs> we shin. shouldn't do that because there's probably a lot of women listening to this. That's how they got married. Exactly. Like a Dolphins game and they're getting <laughs> mad right now. <laughs> <laughs> Why the Dolphins? <laughs> Why not? <laughs> they, they, of all teams, they would probably be, you'd have the most halftime proposals around the Miami. It's sunny, perfect. it's nice, yeah. Miami. Jumbotron. Oakley's. Florida, involved. it's kind of cheesy. Yeah. yeah. Very strip molly. Yeah. Jacksonville Jaguars. How long have you been going. Seven years. Wow. And you've got to wait, so you're not... This is the same one in the act mm-hmm. from Harlem. Yep. Engaged. No, not ever. technically engaged. No, no. not. I'm not yet. No, I, I am uh, like allergic to being <laughs> married. No, this is why I'm not, not even going to lie to you. Like, I, I find it absolutely terrifying. And uh, I don't know. I could, I could stay with, with, with my girl forever. As long as it's Can she not stay with that, you forever? That, that legal document. Can Why she? wouldn't she? I'm asking. I'm, I'm a hell of a guy. <laughs> no, I'm just asking. Is she? Is I she... got a line in my act. I'm like, you know, when she told me she was getting sick or something, I was like, really? HBO and Showtime? Really? <laughs> <laughs> and I take out the recycling? You think that's just out there? I'm a great guy. Hilarious. I make that's a true. great living. I don't screw around on you. What's What's the problem? No pressure? Huh? Oh, yeah. You know, and it's starting to come in from the right. relatives. That's then the they one. say all that thing. You know, I just want to make sure I'm protected. And it's like, well, what about me? What about my protection? Sure. I'm seeing all these great men going down, all these guys getting divorced and all yeah. this type of stuff. And, and I think in California, she may even, if, you know, you guys were to go down the line and some, you know, something went down, you're breaking up. Year. Don't they have some sort of rights still, even if you're not married? Well, I just got here and... Uh, oh, you just came from New York. Yeah. Oh. I, I move around every couple of years. I stay <laughs> up on the laws. Yeah. <laughs> no, I find it really annoying that the, that the law is that much into my life. Like, the, the, I tell you right now, you want to see something hilarious. About five years into this uh, same-sex marriage... You wait. You wait to these people. They're going to be just like feminists, wondering what the hell they fought for on a lot of <laughs> right. levels. Right. You know what I mean? Oh, it's yeah, like yeah, feminists, got, they got so psycho into it. They were like, we want to do everything guys can do, even the dumb stuff. And that's what I feel like gay people just did with the marriage. It's like you have no idea. Like, I get why they wanted to do it because it's just like, well, if you can do it, we want to be able to do it. You want to be able to show that you're equal. But it's just like not just you know, heads up to other groups. Not everything we're doing is awesome. That's There's a hilarious. certain percentage of it that no, is it's entirely horrific true. if it goes wrong. I'm just trying to think back about my <laughs> rationale. Of course, I love my wife, but there was a little piece of me in my head. and I'm starting it. Might be on the cusp of getting in trouble because of this podcast. Because I know yeah. Preetha was listening. Wasn't she listening? Yeah, she listened. My wife listened. And then my wife is starting to listen a little bit and seeing some comments here and there. So I might be in trouble <laughs> soon because I've been divulging a lot of information. But I, are I, you not going to be able to hang out with me after this podcast? <laughs> yeah, no. There's no, or just that shut it, the whole thing down. That's what will eventually happen. It won't be worth it. But um, I got married. My rationale is that I'm not going to be, I've got to lock this up because 
I don't want to lose her. And that's why I got married. And also, I liked the idea of married life. You know, I like um, right. being kids. with somebody. Well, I didn't even know about the kids, but I just like, I was going out so much. And I think because of starting out with stand up comedy, that I was out. And I had this apartment in San Francisco, and it was just like the lifestyle. I definitely holes in every port. Wait, no, you also get to an age. You get to an age. You get to an age where, like, when you go out, like you, like it's kind of like that line in uh, Swingers. Remember, John Favreau was like, "I don't want to go to some party and have to talk to some girl that she thinks she's all that because she's got a backpack on her back." I mean, it's like you get to a certain age where you're like, you don't want to go to clubs and deal with it, and you're you're much older. You know what I'm yeah. saying? You look like a chaperone. You look like a chaperone. That's you, terrible. You're trying to t- you're trying, trying to get away with the button down. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 See the, yeah. All the puffiness from drinking yeah. and Bud Lights was, for the last 20 years. It's horrible. Sometimes so. when I'm on the road, I'll still go out and they want to take you out, and I'll go out to a nightclub with some people. The I'll worst. still make that mistake and Can't go out to a club. I feel like the biggest loser. Yeah. You know, but I still I'm like all creepy. Because I see girls with you know cleavage out and stuff like that, and I'm like, eh, eh. yeah, and I won't do that. And here's the funny about part: it. yeah, now when, they look when like you're the children. Old, when you're Sorry, the older, yeah. quiet guy, the girls want to talk to you. And I'm like, where were you when I was, you know, doing head spins in the middle of the dance floor? No girls were talking to me because you were desperate. They That's probably saw a and desperate now they see on your cool. face. Yeah, yeah. And the, and the thing too with with going out, see, but that's the thing with getting married because, um, you know, for for me, I I thought for me it was kind of like. This is a natural next step, cause you, cause I dated for like six or seven years too, mm-hmm. and it was at a certain point like, what are we gonna do? What's next? And actually, we broke up for a little bit, and I did go to like a couple of clubs, right? And I had this thing of like, I don't have the patience, cause also what happens? I think I think once you start, you, you hit your like thirties and and like mid thirties, and you start getting older, I I think that you start establishing yourself. As then as an individual, you start you you kind of have an ego about who you are. You're confident right. about who you are. Now I got to go to the club. And try and pick up some like eighteen year old who's done nothing in her life, right? Who's got so, suddenly the hierarchy in a nightclub? She's got it. You know right. what I'm saying? So it was just like I don't I don't need to deal with. But this I think crap. it's different for Bill. You should just join no. like a softball league. Like, yeah. you, don't, you don't go to like if you go to those places, those nightclubs. I mean those those girls were jerks when you were twenty. Yes, yeah, they true. were always yeah. impossible. Like you know, it, it's like you had to be a certain level good looking, and you had to be the guy with the car at that age. And if yeah. you weren't, you weren't getting them. Yeah. And then when you're old, they're still going to be. Then they're just going to be coming at you because now you finally got the car. Yeah, because right. you did it legally. Yeah, you know, instead of selling coke or something back in the day, like how you get it at twenty. So no, you, you join like a softball league. Shouts out to Sergio. Sure. Yeah, you know, I always needed a, a, a referral from any sort of girl coming in. Or stand up was great for me because I would do stand up, and then you'd sort of make eye contact with a girl off stage, you know, and, and in the audience, and then you you could go talk to her afterwards. I only do theaters. So, I don't know what that's like. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I never had that. I think because I being like the the level of anger in my act. <laughs> Frightened away like 90% of them. And then I just got a lot of psychos who, like, I reminded them of their dad. Oh, God. And then, yeah. And then, uh, you know, I know this I was is more wondering of a family what was like, Do you have women coming up to you after shows? Are you in the, like, lobby afterwards where you could see I stand giddy out female there fans? Pouring approaching. myself out, signing DVDs, taking pictures, and all that type of stuff. And still, no. It's not like, I mean, I don't, unless I'm missing the signals, no. <laughs> I mean, there's certain there's just certain guys. Certain guys have like that boy band energy, right? Like Justin Timberlake, but I'm doing stand up. They just have that energy, you know. I mean, 
I, I don't know. I, I think, well, in my 20s, I was com- completely emotionally walled off and wasn't even aware that I was a psycho. So there went that decade. Then the 30s, I just did a bunch of horrible stuff that uh, that's definitely going to come up if this whole uh, getting judged at the end of your life is true. <laughs> my 30s is going to be a rough one. That's going to be a rough 10 years of film to watch. But uh, now, yeah, now I'm just older and I don't know. I so, don't know what and it is. It, your girlfriend at the time is not... There's no, you said there's family pressure, but there's no direct. You're not. No, she started. Yeah, she's giving. No, she knows how to play me. She knows how to uh, do a little push pull. She's using the molar method for all you drummers out there. She's letting us stick <laughs> through the work. And do, you, are you going to give in? What are you going to do? <laughs> I mean, what, what's it, it, I, you know? I really thought I was coming here with a bunch of men. Like, why, why would <laughs> breaking, you, you guys going to put news. this? You're going to put this on me? <laughs> no, I don't. No, I, what I'm am I going to do? I, I think uh, I'm. I'm. I think I'm, I'm going to do it. I think I'm going to do it. All right. But I swear to God, I would I would have already been married if if I could have cloned myself and had the me go there. And I totally would have honored it. The whole dog. <laughs> if I could have sent somebody else who looked like me in there to go through the process of getting married because of stuff that happened when I was a kid, I consider that entire ceremony to be absolutely humiliating. Yeah, well, you could just do I don't, you don't have to. Uh... Oh, come on, Alan. You know it's about her. It's her day. I'm really going to do that. I'm going to listen to that for the rest of my life. And we did it outside a courthouse, and there was a guy dressed like Elvis. (laughs) Like, really? I want to deal with that? You know what you got to do? This this is what we did. And I, and I, and I, again, I I honestly had no idea going into it. And my wife kind of, you know, she obviously, she was the quarterback. She ran point. Every once in a while, I'd try and get involved. And she would yell at me for not being involved. And I was like, I'm trying to get involved. And then she'd be like, but you weren't involved. And I was like, all right, whatever. But the best thing that she did, we took a week and we got a bunch of friends down to Mexico. So just the whole week is just partying, and it was and it made it so fun. And in the end, the last you know the second to last night was us with the ceremonies, and that was a fun night. But it wasn't just one night; it was a whole week with your, with your best friends. It was just how many week. people ended up making that trip? Seventy people came down. Seventy. And the beauty of it is, you get to get rid of the riffraff who aren't going to pay right. to come to your thing. So whether like going it's to 20, Mexico, it's just Mexico. No, some people don't want to go. Yeah. Some people don't want to go. I wouldn't go. Are they riffraff or just broke? Week. Some riffraff and some broke riffraff. <laughs> they don't really, want the broke I mean, people exactly. there. You know? One and the same. Um, anyway, so, yeah, that's great. I'm, <laughs> any, wife, any girlfriend swapping before? No, nothing like that? No, no. no. Okay, it wasn't well, hedonism. Well, it was a wedding. Oh, yeah. gotcha. Let's take a, a break, and then we'll talk about, um, I think we were get into my problem with home purchases and this car difficulty that I have. I will talk about that. Mannheim. Yeah. Welcome back to Minivan Men. I'm Al Madrigal with Monster Brownie and Chris Spencer with our guest, Bill Burr. We're talking about uh, this level of commitment. Another level of commitment is home purchase, car purchase, uh, car less, obviously, than home. But I just went over somebody's house that had a rented home in Los Feliz. And if you know Los Angeles, it's sort of a nicer area mm-hmm. uh, where there are some bigger homes. And uh, they have this beautiful rented place, I guess. It's a rare thing to have a house this nice. And I'm not going to say it's a comedian. I'm not going to say exactly how much he pays, but it's right on that borderline to like, should I have even bought a house in the first place? Because now I've got all these troubles with my And I'm just wondering, Bill, um, what your thoughts are, you know, 
buying it's, it's, versus it's renting. A, and the whole thing is a racket. The whole thing is they get you on the hook for 30 years, all right? And if you actually, like, look at the interest payment, if you take 30 years to pay off a house, I mean, I bought an apartment in, in New York, and I took out a loan for 350 grand. If I took 30 years to pay it back, I was going to pay him like $715,000. Exactly. And you figure with all the taxes, and by the time I'd pay it off, I'm almost going to be dead, which is exactly what they want. And then you die or you have some horrific ailment, and then all of a sudden your insurance company drops you because that's what they do, right? You're recovered for everything except what ails you. And then you, you, know, you got to sell your place. And they get another 30-year-old in there. And they start it all over again. Like, they don't want you to pay the thing you know, off. Brilliant. So. He's exactly how he is on stage right here. No, no. It's, no, it's, it's, true. Like, it's true. It's, yeah. a, it's a, I'm saying how he it, thinks. It, shouldn't, it <laughs> yeah. shouldn't take you 30 years to pay no, off a house. I'm trying to aggressively it, it, throw chunks it at it, but you don't want to put all your no, money in No, but that's not what I'm house. saying. I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm not criticizing people who buy homes. These bankers are out of control. They should all be in jail. What they're doing is legalized loan sharking. Dude, how did we go from, like, back in the day and, like, the somebody moved to town and you had a house raising party and everybody built them a log cabin. Now, I don't want to live in a log cabin, but there has to be a happy meeting between the little house raising, little house in the prairie thing and and being on the hook for 30 years. Sure. Did you see this movie Inside Job? Did you see that? Yes. I just saw it and it and exactly what you're saying, it's all about how it's such a racket uh, and the bank and they're all involved. Like you talk about the, the real guy. estate agent, all of you hear him. You hear him. Do you hear him salivating when they're on the well, phone? Well, the, guy, the guys who made who made out on this whole economic uh, crisis were the guys that were running the crisis. The Paulsons and these guys that were making like hundred and thirty something. They were get like hundred thirty million, like uh, you know, bonuses here and there. One, some guys, were, a couple guys wrote these articles because it it's all like hand in, now. Now it's all like yeah. hand in hand in terms of like the mortgages, the subprime mortgages were you know sold to the banks and then and then it and then it it, it all helped like the right. downfall of like you know Iceland is it's like it's so yeah. tied it's so tied into each other but like they were talking about like how Iceland when Iceland fell like just like a few months before a couple of economists here wrote articles saying how strong Iceland looks and those guys each got paid like 120 grand to write those articles and you're like wait a minute man so you yeah, wrote no it's it's all a scam yeah. I watched an old movie the other day from the 70s and there was somebody driving like a Subaru or something like that and it was getting 35 miles a gallon in the mid 70s I got a hybrid now 35 years later, and yeah. only gets 41 miles per gallon. It's just like, really? Yeah. That's the best you can do? Yeah. And people go, oh, well, the cars weigh more now. It's like, I don't care. Your jump-off point is that they were telling me the truth in the 70s, that 35 <laughs> miles in, per gallon was the best you could do. Yeah. I bet they could get 1,000 if they wanted to. Yeah. 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 And with the houses, also back to just the interest rate, and you're talking about the interest, because each year, you know, I look at my interest statement, and I'm looking at, okay, I paid $25,000 in interest every single year, and you're right, I'm trying to get that down as long as I possibly. That's just one of the expenses that's associated with your home purchase, well, because you're going to have property taxes, mm -hmm. then you're going to have all of your maintenance fees that go along with it. We were talking about- The milkman <laughs> slips in your driveway. <laughs> <laughs> you got to yeah. pay off that lawsuit, yeah. right? So you've got all your insurance uh, stuff. You got your homeowner's insurance, your property insurance, and then, um, you know, with the cars, obviously you're insured on every single one of those. And then you have, say, you have uh, landscaping like this, like Moz has here. You have somebody that comes by, and how much you pay for that? 100 bucks a month? 20 bucks a week, yeah. yeah. What? 20 bucks a week. Okay. All right, I was like, uh, I said two hundred bucks a week. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I pay a thousand dollars a week for Jorge, and no, so no offense, Jorge. So it's uh, Mo and Blow guys that come by, and yeah. so you're gonna need those guys. I actually just fired mine, and I'll just grab whoever I can in the street, and these guys will do. And so I say ten bucks for the lawn. 
Right now is whoever, whenever I want to Alice do it. Hilarious. You got to wrestle. Got, I, I got more for that in the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> That's unbelievable. That's what these guys will do it for. So I don't employ do you mean, anyone. On street, re- doing somebody else's house? Doing somebody else's house. And I know all their names. So I know uh, Armando and Raphael. And they show up. Armando shows up on Mondays. And Raphael shows up on Fridays. And if I happen to be outside, Ten I dollars? go, Armando, 10 bucks. That's ridiculous. And he goes, okay. Like, but the yards are a lot smaller here than they were back east. So he'll go in and do my, you know, just a special trim job on a hedge if I need Hilarious. it. And just you feel piece bad giving him there. only 10 bucks? That's I asked how much for a big tree to be trimmed. And he looked at me and goes, I don't know, 20? And I said, tell you what I'm going to do. <laughs> 10 and a lemonade. I'm going to give you 40. So every once in a while, right. I do give him... Because I've had people come in and quote tree work. <laughs> the next morning, there was 30 Mexicans outside your house yeah. with landscape. He's paying more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so <laughs> He's no, paying I... one eighth of what we deserve. This guy is a saint. Magic <laughs> Goldberg. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, so that's one of the main, main things that we have. And then, you know, we talked about this in the past, but then on top of, you know, say, updating furniture and all of that stuff and staying on top of, I'm trying to stay on top of my direct TV. And I've got, I just upgraded that in one of the bedrooms. You know how you see the commercial where they stop the movie and then they I got walk that. in the other room and they play it? Yeah. I Universe. wanted that. Right. So I got that. And um, that, now, are you, do you use cheap. it a lot? I mean, not you, once. I've had it for a month. Yeah, I mean, you know, like it's like what you're talking about cars. I, I both my cars have a sunroof. I never use the sun, and I'm like, I paid more well, for that. I never yeah. used it. I never use it because every time I open it, it gets too hot. I'm like, gotta close this yeah. damn sunroof. You live in a di- turn on the desert. air conditioning. People get convertibles out here. You let them put the top <laughs> down at night. <laughs> it's stupid. <laughs> it's stupid. Well, I'm just, and then I'm just curious. I mean, when it all is said and done, just like with a car lease or the end of you know a uh, car purchase, are we really getting? Or what is the advantage of owning a home? That's why yeah. you got to do automatic pay on everything and not think about it. I just do auto pay, and I just make sure the money comes in and it's paid for. Ah, oh, that's that behind think, the music philosophy. I don't think about it. <laughs> do you have a business manager? <laughs> yeah, I do. No, that's cr- yeah. crazy. This is where Maz is <laughs> that means you got robbed. power of attorney. He can sign Maz Jabroni to checks. Uh, I think yeah, he signs oh, some checks. Oh god, yeah, that's yeah. Chris Rock's only advice is to sign your own checks. Yes. Oh yeah. And yeah. Bill Cosby and Oprah Winfrey and Quincy and, Jones and everyone yeah, else. I guess I'll be taking back. I'll be taking back. Yeah, dude. I talked to a comic the other day. He goes, dude, I don't even know what money is. He goes, I can't remember the last time I I've written a check in 10 years and it's just like that's scary that's not good that isn't good. i have i had a business manager but i still signed all the checks like they'll send me all they'll send you the everything bills, and then, and then you sign so you why, look now why see can't you do that yourself I'm you can't walk out to the, po- the the mailbox no no i'm talking about say hello to a neighbor that, in terms of balancing everything and I'm, I'm just lazy like that listen no they do they do a lot i mean in, in all in all yeah. honesty like with 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 like because for the longest time i was doing my own i've come in with boxes of receipts and i sit there for like I hated it. It would be days and days of me yeah, going through I'm receipts and yeah, trying to categorize. So then you take, you put your entire identity on the line because you don't want to go through receipts, dude. I'm telling you, just no, suck no. it up for a couple of days. <laughs> it's going to stink. So you use Quicken or some sort of, how do you, how do you keep all your stuff together? I use QuickBooks Pro. And um, I know, I, and we knew you did yours. <laughs> There's no way you would let anybody touch yours. Like coming across his desk. Wait, all right, quick, I, I, I'm not a, like you know. You what go out front. I need the smartest Jewish guy out here to come do my. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, Al already knows him. He knows. I don't care what you bring up. Yeah, Rothstein, of, you next week. Hi, last year you were good. Al, I want to buy an exotic animal. You know what? I got a guy in San Francisco. He used to work at the zoo. Well, it's actually true because if I you needed an exotic animal, I'm one degree. It's actually Maz. I came. We talked about this on a podcast. I came here for a birthday party. And he had 
the people trying to sell me animals from his kids' play area. So we, we it's got a like, big running joke. And yeah. you guys do this as well. It's like whatever. I'm one of those guys who, if you mention anything, I got a guy. You got a guy. Like, yeah, I, he I does. Do, and I it's do a great guy, too. Like <laughs> Al is oddly connected. I think you're like in the witness protection program. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Why don't you try to pretend to be a comedian? That's the sure. beard. Yeah. No, no but he's actually violating it right now. I'm telling you, you got to quit that comedy. We're yeah. going to stop with the uh, Secret Service but protection. The, the thing with the, uh, with the homes and stuff, what you're talking about, it, it, what's crazy too is even the buying of the homes. I remember when I was buying it, and then you had to get like, you know, they go, you got you got to get an inspector who's going to inspect the house. Like the first the first place we got, we got inspections on everything, right? And then they're like, you need a roof inspection, yeah. and I was like, all right. And my buddy was like, hey, I got a roofer guy. He'll come check it out. The guy came out. I'm try- I tried to save a little bit of money. He's like, I'll come out. I'll take a look. He took a look. I gave him like 50 bucks or something instead of the normal $300 or something. He's like, yeah, it looks great. Literally, <laughs> two days after we bought the house, I'm not kidding, the biggest rains that have hit LA like in years. And I'm sitting there sleeping with my wife, and I'm like, God, that rain sounds really close. <laughs> and it was raining. I go, it sounds really, really close. And I look over. It's raining inside the house. Oh, wow. No. We had a leak. So I called the guy up. I'm like, hey, man, you said it was all good. He's like, yeah, you know, I came by. It seemed fine to me. I'm like, well, you know, you should pay for it. He's like, no, I didn't, I didn't do any paperwork. I did you a favor. I didn't really, like, I didn't get anything in signing. Wow. I didn't get anything. And I was like, oh, man, I, I saved, like, whatever, a couple hundred bucks. And you end up paying. End up paying. Ah, this is this is why I'm not. I probably won't buy a house. They get you, man. No, this is why I never got married. I talked to a bunch of married guys, who like. I think the marrying the wrong person has got to be the worst mistake you could just financially. Oh, just sure, trying sure, to sure, get sure. out of that. So. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. And I don't getting know. in like in the same thing. I mean, it but is... marrying the right person, I think, is probably the greatest thing. Oh yeah. And all three of us did. Yeah. yeah, and I can see it. I can see it. In case your wives are listening, you guys, that you have this glow in your eye that I don't have yet because I haven't made that. See? What a solid I'm doing, you guys. Propose. This is acting, actually. Yeah. All right, let's uh, let's take another break, and uh, we'll come right back. Hey guys, uh, thank you very much for listening. I uh, just want to tell you quickly about iTunes. Some people have been very nice and given us great uh, comments on there and ratings, but if you have not, please go on there and do that. That'd be great to inspire other people to listen to the Minivan Men podcast. I also encourage you to subscribe officially on iTunes, and please also drop us a line. Thank you very much. Welcome back to Minivan Men. We are here with our guest, Bill Burr. Uh, and we've been talking about the marriage and the house and the car. you got to get a car, right? And then what comes next? Uh, you could have a dog. You have a great dog. Yeah. Oh, I don't know about great. You have a skittish. dog. Yeah, we rescued a, a pit bull. Rescued a pit bull. You have a family. You have a little, yeah. Yeah, a little unit. And it's, now, it's fine now after uh, you want to talk about money, taking it to an expert so it wouldn't rip somebody's face off. Now oh. now it's cool. Other than it won't stay in the stupid cage. It just It's like Houdini. It just breaks out of it. And like <laughs> pit bulls, when they get that game seven look on their face and they're not stopping, like yeah. it just, it cuts up its face. You then, found, your, your girlfriend found your dog. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so found the dog running through the street. And so nobody, you know, there's no background check on this. Who knows what horrors it was exposed to before? Jeez. And so now you don't know what the backstory is. Right. It might have been a gangbanger. 
I have no idea, but I got to tell you, I'm totally sold on the breed, and I've actually read up on them. They used to use them to watch kids. They were called nannies in England. Yeah, they like back in the day, the little pit rascals. Bulls. That was a pit bull. They was had. a pit bull. Dude, they, really? They are the greatest dogs ever. But if you have a bad owner, it's over. Yeah, it's like those little dogs. When you have a bad dog, like bad dog, they can turn a chihuahua into a maniac. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but if you look on the list of uh, dogs that bite the most, poodle and uh, Yorkshire terriers are Co- like at the cocker top. spaniel. I heard cocker too. Spaniel. My mom got bit by a poodle. Yeah, uh, really bad in the hand. Like attacked her and our. But dog that's not going to make the news. Yeah, no. it's like white collar crime. That's a joke I used to say. In my <laughs> yeah, the poodles are like the bankers <laughs> of dogs. <laughs> right. <laughs> so yeah. then next up comes kids. Now I know just from your act again and watching is like you know why would you bring anybody into this you know and uh, just, oh that's just me that's that's that you know that that's on the surface but underneath I'm just saying I want to hug. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I absolutely love kids to a ridiculous level and uh i'm really immature so i don't have to try to get down to their level they usually end up looking at me like dude shouldn't you be a little more uh why are you having more fun with that fire engine than i am like with my you know my nephews and nieces like you know i'm usually the one that gets reprimanded by the parents for for playing too rough or something yeah, like yeah. that and saying something you shouldn't yeah. say to the kids or something like that you yeah know, that like that guy. was the bit i did when i when i poured water on my nephew when i forget what he was doing was he on fire? Nah, he was driving me nuts. <laughs> he just was being annoying. So How I just, old was he? So I just, eight, I don't know, seven. So I just <laughs> had a little water and I just sort of just put it on top of his head, just a little bit. It trickled down. What the hell was he? T- oh, he was telling some story and it wouldn't end and no one was rescuing me. So I just thought it'd be funny. I just, as he was telling the story, I just, just like, you know, half of a half of a swallow. Yeah. And then he went in the kitchen and he told, he Mom, laughed at first. He laughed at first. Hilarious. And Uncle Bill poured water on my head. And it's it's like, out. you know what it was? It was that comedian moment when there's another comedian telling a story and right. it's not going anywhere. Eventually a comedian's going to jump in and either trash the person or just start another story. It, it was that moment. So I was teaching him that he's got to cut the fat in his story. So <laughs> I basically. You're never going to make the Tonight Show. Yeah, it was a little bit of water. And then he, he, he laughed and then I laughed. I thought that was it. And then all of a sudden, he, he told on me. And then the kid's mom came in, you know, started, you know, don't pour water on my kid like it was acid. You know, these parents today. Yeah, well, and no then offense, the kid will but, rat you out in a second, too. I mean, I'm not sure if yours is old enough to start tattling yet. But uh, my kids, oh. I could look at them straight in the eye and go, do not tell your mother what just happened here. And he'll walk, you know, something broke, Straight. and I'm trying to, you know, jimmy up some repair. Right. And uh, he'll walk, he'll go, okay. And then walk immediately in the room, and he goes, Mom, you, hate that. you notice anything funny about well, the you, Ottoman? And just wrap me out in a second. But you're bringing it up at the wrong time. So you got to train your kid the second you're teaching them words like mama, dada, you got to teach them then. Not in the middle of a crisis. You got to tell them that you got to teach them that you don't rat out your friends. <laughs> and no one's going to be a bigger friend to you than your dad. Are we on the same page? You got to get them there. And then when something happens. It's like a then, mafia moment. Yeah, then they get, it's exactly. Then they got the. And then you could just look at him and go, who's your friend? And right. he goes, I got it. And that's got such, and, and I got to tell you, that is such like a, a quality thing as a person to be able to keep your mouth shut. I'm not saying if you see a legitimate crime, but just people can't stop running their mouths and uh, it's it's annoying. I used to rat my mom out. I was a, I was a, I remember my mom like we were we, she was driving and like she like had a fender bender or something. She's like, "Don't tell your dad." I was like, "Got it." And as soon as we got there, I was like, "Dad, guess what happened? Yeah. We got <laughs> an accident." Yeah, mom hit another car. She my told me, kids "Mom gave the guy money." Easy stuff. Like I'll give him some candy and I go, 
No. I gave you a piece of candy. Don't tell her. Okay. Mom, why is my tongue purple? Yeah, I just got... Well, you know what you forget? You it's forget. dinners. So then you, do you not buy them candy? Then there you go. You lost that privilege. That's, that's what I do. But yeah. then every now and then you think they've been good. It's been a year. But you, you, for, go, see, you say anything. You think, because you forget, you think you're talking like... You, you forget that they don't know a lot of stuff, and you think that you're talking to someone. Obviously, they're kids. But logically speaking, you forget something. Like, like I, this happened with my son. It was, it was no ratting out or anything, but I forgot, like, he doesn't know certain things. And we were, we were, we were on our bikes. He's got a little, you know, four-wheeler. Right. He's three years old. And I stopped and I go, we're going to cross the street now. So we're going we're gonna to walk our bike across the street. So I grabbed the handlebar and the seat and I started walking across the street. And I look back and I take, took it for granted that he knew what, what he's meant. supposed to do. He's grabbing the wheel of the bike in the front and trying oh. to walk. And it's like falling on him. And I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> this guy doesn't know that he's supposed to anything. put. You forget. So it's the same thing with like telling them a secret and going, don't tell anybody. Like yeah. there's something about them going like, oh, this is so cool. And they go in and telling, you know what I'm saying? He so then why, why don't you act like it's no big deal? So we need to show him Godfather yeah. 2 so he can see Fredo. Yeah, just act like it's like no just big deal. Just play, play it off like it's no big deal. Exactly. If he doesn't know not to drag his bike across yeah. by the tire, he's not going to realize... We got to teach him. Other stuff. Yeah. Just get into an accident and just go, wee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> go. See how we hit that guy? Yeah. That was fun, right? I'm actually, this is a segment. I should really shut up because I don't have kids, so I don't know anything about it. No, I'm just saying that you could never do any of that stuff. You know, you couldn't change it and say wee when you got in an accident because then you just have this little maniac that was driving around just pegging people. Any hey, opportunity. Wait, he's not going to get his license for another, you got another 12 years. I'm saying we would, you see that little car right there? And then you'd have him ramming into people at every. So not, you'd have not only that, but it's even just like just, it's just it's it's literally like training. I'm like I, I've been he's three again, and he's at that age now where he'll like run out. I'm afraid he's gonna run out in the middle of the street. Run the street and not. My realize. daughter goes like this. This is how she crosses the street. She goes, imagine the quickest look to the left and the quickest look to the right. Do you know that she's not even looking? So if she crosses the street, she goes like this, and then walks and just right. she didn't look either way and just goes bolt now. They don't know the concept. Just, yeah, they don't know the concept. And I was saying this actually. The other thing I was saying, which is, which is, it's good that we're talking about this segment when when you don't have kids yet. I was saying that there's no like real course in life that you could take like a college course on either kids or mm -hmm. marriage. Or the, I was just talking to a dad just yesterday about how like the fights that happened. Like he was talking about how he was with his wife for like seven years, never had a fight. Once the kids came out, okay, well, fights started happening about how to raise the kid, what to do with the kid. You don't think about that when you don't have a kid, but once you're in it, you're like, what happened? We used to. We used to like, we used to love each other and you get along. Friend, yeah. My friend David has a, he tells a, <laughs> he tells a joke about because uh, his wife is always trying to tell him how to parent, and he's like, uh, "We became parents on the exact same day. You don't know any yeah. more than me." Oh, it's true. And but with but my they wife, think they know. Well, I, unfortunately, my wife does because my wife has her master's in reading and education as a child specialist. You know, when it comes to assessing, it, and so she told you got to take some night courses just know, to get a piece of paper up, just to even the playing field. Yeah. Yeah. It's like an NBA player; you got to work on your game. You yeah, got no low right. post moves. Work on your left in the driveway. You must know somebody who's an expert that's not your wife. You could be like, "Hey, no. the other guy I know," because you know so many people. And the problem is, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I use one of my many connections to brush up. No, I don't. The problem is, that I don't have the time. Nor do I care enough. Like, I'll just go to her immediately. Yeah. And, you know, I have it in my act where I say horrible things to the kids and I put stuff on them without even thinking about it. I really did say to my son, you're going to be embarrassed. But he's six years old. I said, that, you know, I was getting my daughter ready and then I'm getting my son ready. He comes out in this horrible outfit 
with floods on and because like he got himself dressed. Right. And so he's a big boy and he's old enough to get himself dressed. And he comes out wearing his jacked up outfit. And I looked at him and I go, go change. And he goes, I don't want to change. And then I said, you're going to be embarrassed. And what kind of thing is that to say to, I mean, the I truth. But it is the truth. <laughs> <laughs> no, at some you point you got it. You got to. <laughs> You yeah, gotta hit but him he with had the no truth. concept of embarrassment, uh, and he looked at me, and he really did go, I, you know, yeah. He goes, "I'm not gonna be embarrassed. to your friends. You're gonna be embarrassed. Like, don't. Put, I don't care. Yeah, yeah I will be. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. So you pay for the cable, son. No, it's funny you said you don't know. You don't know because uh, I I don't know. And nowadays with the internet, everyone just goes like Google it. Uh, so just just yesterday, Fourth uh, of July, um, we there was watermelon, seedless watermelon, and uh, our nanny started giving it a little bit to the five-month-old just to kind of suck on the watermelon. And my wife and I were both like, all she's had is milk her whole life. We're like, is she old enough to have no, watermelon? Gonna, and the nanny's Guatemala. The nanny's like, see, it's okay. You know, and like they're coming from like, right. yeah, you know, it's okay. That's, don't don't worry about it. Yeah, you know? but that's sort of jungle talk. Too. Yeah, that's I'm what I'm saying. Like, who knows? Yeah, so, so I'm like, I was like, let me Google it, right? So I Googled it, and this is the length of my patience with research. I just got the first thing that was there. I clicked it. And one person, one parent had written another parent, right. and the other parent was like, "Yeah, it's okay as long as they don't eat the seeds or something." I was like, "All right, works for me." And I told my wife, "I'm like, yeah, it's on online." But I was like, "But then I was like, wait a minute, it's just some random person." Yeah, right. yeah. I'm just glad Louis, like, I'm just glad uh, it wasn't <laughs> racist and it said only black babies can eat the watermelon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> is your baby black? <laughs> no, my big thing is I, I don't know, I don't, I don't want to be a, uh, a psycho, you know. I don't want to scare my kids. I don't want to be that dad that they're like terrified of. And, uh, you know, so I, I got some, you know, I got some work to do on myself before that happens. Yeah, you I know? think it, you, you find yourself in some stressful situations and you, you, I appear to be stressed. You're, you seem to be pretty easygoing. I'm not sure about, yeah, I was pointing to I'm Mas, in the middle of you too. But yeah, in the middle. And I find myself, I get pretty fired up on a regular basis. And the kids see me get fired up. Like, for example, my daughter put her foot through the window and I freaked out like because I told them not to jump. And obviously I'm concerned with their safety and everything like that. But the other thing is, see what happened? You're and I turned to that. You're not listening. And I told you your foot was going to go through the window and you could have got your foot cut off. As I say crap like that all the time. Right. And you I freaked out. No, I try not to cuss, but sometimes they slip out. But I make a pretty good effort not mm -hmm. to cuss. But anyway... I freak out. They obviously see me stressed out <laughs> all the time. Just picturing a manager coming out of the dugout, <laughs> turn yeah. your hat around. What the hell? Yeah. I told you. <laughs> yeah, flipping around, getting up in their face. Yeah, exactly. But they make you emotional. That's the thing, too, that, that I didn't expect until my son was born. Like, I used to, I, and I, I do a bit about this now, about how I used to, as a man, like, I, as, as a kid, I remember when I was four years old, I, I specifically remember falling, cutting my knee, and my dad was trying to get me to just stop crying. But he told me, he goes, men don't cry. And that got in my head the rest of my life. And anytime I was in any movie about to cry, I would just be like, I'm a man. And then I would, I would talk myself out of the movie. I'd be like, E.T. is a stupid puppet. I was like, that's, you know, I'm not going to cry. And that's a good thing. No, but what I'm saying is... there's too many guys no, crying. No, but what I'm telling you, Bill, this, this was crazy though. But Bill, this was crazy. Since the boy was born, I've become emotional in places I didn't think. Like I've I, I cry in movies now. You owed I, those tears. Dude, I cried. I'm not kidding. I, this, I talk about this on stage and it's totally true. I was watching a Tide commercial. A father was drying his son with a towel and I seriously got emotional. I was like, this is the most ridiculous thing in the world. No, You're going to see... Speaking of that, there's a show coming out. Like, you know, they just have shows designed for you to cry along. 
There's one show, I don't care how hardened you are as a human being. Have you what seen that show that's coming out where there's family, uh, families of, uh, of troops that are over in Afghanistan and Iraq and they don't know and they surprise them? Oh, you know, yeah. That, and they talk about how much they, they think they do. I, I'm guessing that they think it's like a documentary on how much you miss your dad or your mom. And, and then all of a sudden they turn around. Oh, and yeah. They're, they're, I, I watched the just the, the highlights, whatever you call it, the trailer for yeah. it, and I was almost crying. It's like, there, there's no way. movie where there's a father and a son or a father and a daughter, you're going to me immediately make that association and put yourself in it. So you'll empathize just based on your relationship. And all of a sudden, so if oh, it yeah. is a like, hard... What's the movie with milk? Is it Ransom? Ransom. Ransom. Oh, yeah. I can't watch it. Oh, yeah. Can't watch it. Oh, anymore. yeah. Kid gets kidnapped. Oh, yeah. wait, wait, the Taken with uh, Liam Neeson, where they take his daughter and he nah, goes, I have a particular I can't set watch of those skills. movies. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even have kids. Let me ask you guys this. It's just as far as guys to guys here. Have you ever in your life, since you were a little kid, have you ever not tried not to cry? Have you ever just seriously just like let it, let it out? I've never done I've gone to therapy. I, can't, I remember one time I, I was almost starting to cry, and then the therapist was like, that's it. Just let it go. And I immediately got mad at him. I was like, shut up, you so-and-so. Uh, that's hilarious. <laughs> so <and> so. <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> no, I'm, I, you, you always well, try to suffer. Uh, when I had a couple comics, you know, pass away, and, uh, you know, our friend Jeff was sitting with us, and I think I called you when it happened. It, no, um, Freddie Soto. Soto, and yeah. it just was blabbering like, a, I mean, just really let it go. And it was crazy. Like, I mean, because all the other times, like you're talking about, yeah. I really, really fought it. But oh, you know was, what I you know, did when the kid was born, when both kids were born? Oh, you cried with the kids? I didn't cry when the I kids think, were born. No, I tried to hold it. I was a little grossed cry. out because I looked over and the doctor was pulling my wife apart. It was a uh, C-section. Yeah, I don't want to be in there for that. <laughs> I don't. I, that's another thing that all these <laughs> idiot guys got talked into that for some reason, as a complete non-physician, you're not a doctor. There's no reason... That's like a vindictive well, you know move what? We actually to have you go in there so they can break your finger as it comes out. I'm telling you. I'm not doing it. I'm going to be out in the waiting room Let's with talk cigars about that. like Jack Klugman like we I We want to do another episode uh, with you, so You'll come back and do an episode and we'll talk about that. We can Absolutely. Talk about We're it. doing right. a little teaser, huh? You're leaving them hanging here. <laughs> I like where, and where can people, right? Oh, yeah. BillBird.com. And then you also have the, I know I'm well up to date, uh, Monday Morning Podcast. Why don't you tell people? Okay. This is the thing. If you guys are all married and you have children... You probably shouldn't listen to my podcast. I'll do like reverse. It, this is for, uh, I don't know. It's it's probably one of the raunchiest things you're going to listen to. I like to think that there's some thoughts behind it, but you've listened to me for half an hour, so you know there isn't. So just come out to one of my shows. If you can get a sitter, and I'll get halfway through my jokes, and your face will be lit up because you'll be checking on your kids texting. <laughs> and uh, yeah, BillBird.com, B-U-R-R. I have the Monday morning podcast. Husbands, you know. The guys out there, when you're driving to work, if you're really sick of your wife, if you're in unhappy marriage, this is the podcast for you. And uh, <laughs> I'll say all the things you want to say. There's some sports on it, too. I'm the worst at promoting stuff. Please, somebody talk. Great. No, it's all right. <laughs> no, Monday Morning Podcast and BillBird.com. Definitely check him out. And also, if he does come to whatever city you are living in, please go and see him. Uh, that was a great show. Again, we're going to have Bill on another episode. We have been the Minivan Men, Al Madrigal, Maz Jabrani, Chris Spencer. Thank you very much for listening. Please let us hear from you. We are going to be upgrading everything in terms of the Minivan Men website, and uh, we'd love to uh, have you guys start asking questions. Yeah, and keep make sure in you touch. comment. Yeah. All right. Thank you very much, everybody. All 
All right, folks, thanks for listening. If you want to get in touch or find out more, you can go to minivanmen.com or contact us through our websites. There's thechrisspencer.com, mazjobrani.com, and almadrigal.com. We hope to hear from you. Thanks. Thanks.